Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can get this on its normal iTunes feed. Just search Permission Granted. You can get it on the DA Show iTunes feed as well. Just search the DA Show. It's available at radio.com also, cbssportsradio.com, and all, the, all other places that podcasts are downloaded. So last week, we left you with the murder mystery known as the Pork Store Sabotage. And to pick that up, twice in the first four weeks of the Pork Store, Mraz's overnight shift on CBS Sports Radio on Saturdays, Somebody seemingly deleted all of the files in his folder for sounders and elements and production elements and opens and stuff like that. So we haven't been able to get to the bottom of this yet. Ben Horowitz, his producer, joined the PGP side B last week, and I thought it was just a brilliant breakdown by what amounts to be a very solid amateur gumshoe in Ben Horowitz. Week five comes, you were safe. Nothing was deleted in last week's episode. No, but I love how we're counting these as if they're the football season. Week five came, and we escaped with a win over the Dolphins. So Horowitz brought up a couple of interesting points, and number one, he pointed the finger at me as a potential suspect. You know, I don't know how I can claim my innocence without evidence. He's right. I have a motive that it would make for good content of the show. B, I would have the technical savvy to do it. He's right about those things. But, you know, the one thing I can say is if I was on the stand, I would say I understand how important this is to a host since I'm a host and this is not something I would do to leave you scrambling and frantic. I also don't wish the show went wrong. I think the oh, sh- thanks. you're enough content on the show on a daily basis. I don't need to drum up more. You know, when it comes to Jacob Wilkins or Peter Schwartz. Shep. Shep, you got to mix the cake a little bit to get stuff out of it. With you, I mean, come on. I didn't even know you had ever applied to Duke until this year, until this week, rather. It's a small blip in my life, but you're right. <laughs> there is always new uh, new stuff that comes up that we so talk about. I really don't need to do this. Now, I'm happy to hear that nothing happened this week to the show, and what you've said is you've hid files you put files publicly where they normally are. Right. But then also privately so that if they are deleted, you know where to go get them. Right. I wouldn't be as in a frantic a panic mode, which I probably should have done to begin with. But you, know, you learn some things. You didn't think you had enemies, and then you do. Was it smart, though, to declare that? Because now there's no bait. Nope. Nobody's going to now delete those files again knowing that now you have a backup. Well, if they do, I know they're they're not listening to this, you would assume. They're not listening to the PGP. So I think if they're... I think if they're doing this, they're hot on the trail, that you're hot on their trail. I don't think so. No? I think they would be very naive in their own bubble. I really do. I don't know that they know that we know what's going on here. So today, this folds into our show 
and one of the cameras is snapped in half. I've never seen this before. Now, is it possible to happen naturally that somebody bumped into it? It's possible because that is the camera that is on your way out the door from the control room. Right. So people have bumped into it before. But we came into work today. Nobody said anything about the camera. It's obviously split in half. Right, which means whoever broke it didn't want anybody to know they broke it because they knew they'd be in trouble for breaking it. And suddenly the stream was down that the simulcast, we couldn't do watch DA for the first 20 minutes that was just suddenly down. Loose cords after the cracking of the camera, I would assume. Messes up the whole system. So I'll ask this seriously. Do you think the entire show is under siege or are these two separate instances? Probably yours is about a saboteur and perhaps ours is merely a mistake by somebody who didn't want to get into trouble about breaking an expensive camera. I mean, if I had to rank them, I think they're all possible. I think the more likely is that I've been sabotaged because I think you're established enough not to ruin the stream and that somebody was goofing around maybe throwing a football in the room and okay. broke that. Okay. But number two is that they're both connected. I, I do think they're still very possible, as I'm trying to hold in a sneeze here. Really? So you think that there is a possibility that there is the same? It has to be, DA. I mean, look, whether you like it or not, we're, we're connected in many ways. So my enemies are your enemies. That I don't agree with. Your I, enemies? That I don't agree with. Are my enemies until I don't have your back. I think that there are producers here, part-timers, those on the weekends, those on the fan, WFAN in New York, that resent you being a host that could take out their frustration on the pork store and have nothing to do with me. But they might resent that you have given me the ability and platform to raise my profile. That's true. And thus, if it's not just my fault, who else is at fault here? It's you. You know what I mean? That's true. That is true. I I have a hard time believing that. But look, I, I could be in my own little bubble and not realize that there are people that resent me. I do think the simulcast has the potential to be resented by other hosts or other producers or other shows because we're the only ones that have the dedicated resources to do it. Correct. And I would also add, as far as the resources go, if you want to talk about a connected sabotage, if it is somebody that dislikes me, well, after the whole deleted files, me crushing the Giants because of that stream goes viral and now guess what happens a week later? That stream and camera snapped. A further message, we are not going to progress Mraz's career. I do think there could be some resentment that other shows say, well, why don't we get a full-time producer like Cap to, to do our show? Why doesn't management want our show with a simulcast? Why don't we get the same treatment as the DA show? So I think that that's possible. But it is also possible it's just a mistake, that somebody just mistakenly threw a football, like you said, into it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible. And I, I, as I said, I would rank it as as likely, but I don't know that it's like head and shoulders the like far and away blowout choice. If I had to guess, that's what happened, but it would not stun me again if it's a connected sabotage situation. The timing is tough here because of course all this at once. Yeah, it's coming on the backs of you being sabotaged, and also end of the year stuff gets people's panties in a bunch. Right. Okay, you've got holidays coming up. Vacation days coming Panties to an end. And a bunch isn't used enough anymore. <laughs> Vacation days coming to an end. Some people's contracts expire at the end of the year. Sales and quarterly reports are due in. There's a lot of things that end at the end of a, a calendar year, which puts a lot of stress on people, especially in the corporate world and professionally. 
Right. People wondering, January 1st, I'm in the same role here. We don't know. Nobody knows definitively. So maybe people are just high, high stressed and are looking for people to, uh, to take down, to put themselves above, if you will. People so, may want us out. So that's the other thing about this timing, is that if this happened on April 12th, I might chalk it more up into coincidences. Or pranks. If this is happening toward the end of the year where people are on high alert about a lot of things and that there's the stresses of life coming into the stresses of business and the end of the year, the end of quarters, the end of contracts and stuff, it, that does start making sense that there are people that could be saboteurs. But doesn't it just think, can't you just come forward and say you're not fans of us? Why does it have to be doing this and playing these games? <sighs> Because does that ever happen? Has anybody at this network ever said, oh, I don't like so-and-so and publicly declared it? I don't like that host. I don't like that producer. It never happens. No, I guess it's all backstabbing and you hear through the woodwork <laughs> yeah. that people don't like each other. You're right. It just, I don't, you know what it is? You know this. I don't handle confrontation well. No. And when confrontation now starts affecting me on a professional level, it's not good. No. It's not good. I just want to duck out of the way. What am I supposed to do here to stop having sabotages and cameras snapped? I don't know. I don't know. I I hope that this high, this peak of frustration or paranoia, I hope it passes. Well, when does I it end? Yeah, I hope we're not. Like, we're does not, it just pass or or are we just at, like, is it going to get worse? Always targets. Are we always going right. to be targets? Right. Luckily, I, I don't drive here. I take the train. I could be walking out the flat tires. That's I don't the think it'll step. be that traumatic. Oh, I mean, I had the audio version of a flat tire done to me. We've had the camera version of a flat tire. What do you mean it will get that dramatic? It could be getting worse. This could be the tip of the iceberg. Let's not forget that the oversized cartoon cutout head behind me every day in the studio within the first couple of days was damaged. Yes. It was seemingly purposefully damaged. It might have been a mistake. But it didn't seem like where it was damaged that that could be any sort of accident. It was permanently damaged within the first three days that we had it. That also felt, I mean, again, it's hard to put all these things as coincidences. It felt like there was a message sent. But clearly, we're not getting the message. <laughs> that seems to be the problem. And clearly, We're starting to now. And clearly, as I, I will discuss here at Side B, nobody of any importance actually gives a damn that any of this stuff's yeah. happening because as much as we talk about all these investigations, mm -hmm. guess what? The only people conducting the investigations are me, you, and Ben Horowitz. That's exactly right. Management couldn't care less. Management is very well aware of what's going on, and they got bigger fish to fry than worried about where my phone scroller is or what's going on with the cameras. Couldn't care. Good. Couldn't care. Couldn't care. This continues. And, and that's why the investigations are taking for a while, by the way, because we don't actually have any real resources <laughs> to figure any of this out. So on side B, you have Bogus talking about the investigations? Uh, a little bit of everything here. Uh, side B, we just we I address that there's been, well, I'll tell you if there's been any leads in the case, but now you're going to find then then obviously we discuss me being out Monday and whether anybody who listens to the show even notices because I'm still getting tweets three hours into the show and what happened with Dave Shepard. And, 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 of course, when it's me and Bogus, it leads into some Pete the Body stuff that's tied in here. It's it's We'll call it a mailbag. It's a piece of bit of a mailbag. I've got two things on that. Number one, Shep being in on Monday, he it is like herding cats. You know, that old adage where, you don't know how to control it. You don't know what to expect. Right. Shep producing is expect the unexpected. Right. He came in at 2.30 or 3.30 in the morning to work on the show for three hours. Now, number one, look, 
I think the show is good. I think we're researched and well-produced. There's no way it takes three hours to prepare for a show. No. No. I get two hours. It takes me about 20 minutes. (laughs) Exactly. Number two, to stack coaching a JV boys basketball practice in between preparing for the morning show and getting to the studio for the actual show is madness. Of course it is. And only to Shep could this happen. He is on a train, rush hour, trying to get down here, 7.30 in the morning, and a dude collapses on the train. They've got to stop the train and call the paramedics. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have been on a train where I've thought somebody could be in duress, and I just decided not to say anything because I didn't want them to stop the train. Of course. Of course. (laughs) I'm like, I I think that guy's fine. I'm sure that guy's fine. I'm sure sure he's just sleeping. Right. Stop the train when it's at my stop, and I can get off. That's exactly how I would be, too. And he's the only one this would ever happen to. And he's the only one that would get up to ground level and decide not to take a cab. Yeah, exactly. Or Uber. Because he's nuts. And so he decides to run. Maybe take a city bike. I've done that before in a pinch. Well, he clearly thought he had it all figured out. He he sprinted 2.4 miles from Times Square to our studio, coming and panting. I go, where's Shep today? Where's Shep? Nobody knows. But we're just like, I don't know. I haven't seen Shep. This is so weird. Cat, where's Shep? I don't know. I haven't seen Shep. Ask Billy Jacqueline. Where's wait, Shep? Wait a minute. Time out. I didn't realize he sprinted from Times Square. Yes. So for those of you not familiar with Manhattan, he could have sprinted the eight blocks to Penn Station and took a different form of a subway to get down here. Distinctly true. Yes. Yeah, of course. There's a million different ways. Also, city bike is all over the city. You right. just unlock a bike. Why would he do that? I don't know. He must have been out of money. Maybe. Yeah. City bike is 12 bucks. For the day. It's a he day He might pass. have been out of money. Could be. That JV team could be going south. <laughs> Who knows if he's coming back next year. But he, I go, where is Shep? I, it's unlike him to be, you know, late. So me and Cap start the, the show right. meeting. We're working on stuff. And he just comes. He's like, hey, guys. Everything good? All right, cool. And he does not want to admit what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Shep, where you been? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just uh, was working on I just I went to go get a drink of water. Because I didn't see you guys here, but I'm good. Like a drink of water took you this long to go to drink of water? Ten minutes late. Uh, yeah. I'm like, are you sweating? What's? And he would not give it up. He didn't want to admit that he had just been oh in the middle of this my. ridiculousness. So he comes in panting, sweating. And of course he had to go get a drink. He probably stuck his head underneath a water f- a faucet. Because he just sprinted two and a half miles in the middle of the morning in rush hour traffic, dodging New York City streets. Heck of an endurance level. Only Shep. Only Shep. And we will get into side B on your admiration for his work ethic somehow. I I do. Look, Shep is not lazy. Shep is the opposite of lazy. He is willing to work all hours in all jobs. It spreads him very thin, though. Very thin. Thin enough that he could run two and a half miles without stopping. I mean, he spent three hours preparing... Our show. Nobody's ever done that before. No. And nobody so, ever will again. So so I have to give him credit because that's a work ethic. But is it misplaced at times? I think that's a fair criticism. Well, you'll hear on side B whether okay. it's misplaced or not. Final point. Nomad episode. I know you've been waiting for the London English Premier League episode. Sure. I've never been to London, so Nomad's the closest I'll get. A lot of people have. But I, I started digging into it. And it's so much footage because I went to two different matches, all different parts of the city. I went to Liverpool, which is a totally different city than London. And I'm like, this is going to take forever to really 
drilled down and I ha- I wanted to get out an episode immediately as quickly as possible because I hadn't in two weeks and I had promised the London episode. So I said, I'm not going to be able to get the London episode out immediately. Let me get into something a little bit more easier to digest. So I went into our Final Four trip that you had even forgotten that I had taped the Nomad. Totally forgot. Could have told you maybe the Nomad was already out at this point. <laughs> so what is the big takeaway is, is we took a tour of Target Field without a baseball game being played there. Right. Because Major League Baseball, again, was so dumb not to schedule a Twins game when all of the assembled media of the country is in town for the Final Four. Right. Again, the dumbest Major League Baseball scheduling ever. Show off your stadium, pack the house, people will go. And I'm sitting there on film going, like, I'm excited to see a game here. And, of course, there's no game here tonight, even though for the entire weekend you have hundreds of media members that will write about the stadium and broadcast about the beautiful stadium and bring attention to your beautiful stadium, but you don't have a game for whatever reason. Right. Because you got to go play in Kansas City or whatever they did. Dumbest thing ever. Get lost. Number two, I had forgotten how much you enjoyed Canadian poutine. Oh, it was really good. At Tom Reed's Hockey Pub. It was excellent. It was better than I ever had in Canada. Your breakdown's excellent on it. I, I, again, admittedly at this moment have not watched yet. And I don't know if you remember this, but there is a... Perhaps the best line of the Nomad episode is how you're you're loving the cheese curds and you say, you know, but if you don't get a good cheese curd, it can taste like a turd. I, I don't remember saying that at all. You had had a couple of beers in you at this point. So I was I was trying to make nursery rhymes there while making sense. And then you get into how much you enjoy the female wild fans that are dressed in wild jerseys. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember you go the, you know, there's a lot going on. It's it's it's, it's got they got a situation, and I said, what do you mean there's a situation? And you said, oh, boy, <laughs> you're, you're putting this out right before I have a baby. He said, he said, I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of good looking wild fans, and uh, you know, this is kind of like wild jerseys do well on these fans. It's kind of like the bikini top of Minnesota. <laughs> I don't even remember saying that. Makes sense. A lot of good Zach Parisi jerseys. It's great. It's a must-watch. I'm into it. It's a must-watch. I'll watch it before the next two uh, PGPs, I promise. <laughs> okay. All right, that's side A, side B with the Bogish, the mailbag right now. Uh, before we go to side B, I just want to play that clip for you right now. Here is Mraz from the Nomad episode at Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub. And this poutine in Minnesota levels the playing field. It's not overly curdy. And I think the point there is cheese curds can be fine, but you don't want to bite into too thick a curd, otherwise you get a turd. There's a lot of good-looking chicks in Minnesota that go to hockey games. A lot of blondes, a lot of situations there. I think the Minnesota Wild jersey plays well with females. And by situations, I just mean the Wild jersey fits them well. It might be the bikini top of Minnesota, if you will. (laughs) Too good. Watch the episode on YouTube by going to YouTube and just searching my name and Nomad. You'll see the most recent episode is our trip to Minnesota. You can check out how those delicious cheese curds looked. If you are one of our listeners in Minnesota, I think you'll enjoy this. You can pass it along to your friends as well. Share it with your friends and your family because we had a really good time in Minnesota. And see uh, Mraz a couple of beers in talking about female Minnesota wild fans. <laughs> When you go there, also subscribe for free, and uh, you will be able to get notifications with that. 
every time there's a brand new episode. And also, you can find that on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. I've tweeted out the link and posted on Facebook as well to this episode. All right, that is my editorial. Thanks so much. Here's Side B. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. It is Baraz, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by my DA Show Copan Andre. Not a word. Andrew Bogish, the bogeyman. How are you? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Well, real quickly, mm. last week I did a side B with my pork store producer, Ben Horowitz. Just to give everybody the week-by-week update here, my files were not deleted and wiped clean for this past Saturday's pork store. The, if you will, culprit is still on the run. We don't have any new leads. So we're hoping that this investigation does not become a cold case. And we find the person who deleted my files. Well, I mean, the person who is doing this, Sean, is obviously an intelligent individual because he or she thought of a really sinister, destructive idea to mess with you and has done it leaving no fingerprints. So I am not shocked at all that they took last weekend off because they can sense that they know now that we know that they exist. So they got to lay low here a little bit, maybe tweak their plan, find a different way to really pull at the foundation of the pork store. So, um, again, they remain in a hero of mine at the moment, and I hope that they're never found and they continue to do different things to said pork store. And let's be honest, they know that this isn't Olivia and, El- Olivia and Elliot from Law & Order here on the case. It's me and Ben Horowitz. So. Right. We only have so many resources to go by and so much probing. But what I really wanted to get into was to start the week on the DA show. I was off. I was off on Monday. Uh, Incoming baby stuff to happen here as Mm -hmm. we are now a month out from me becoming a father. And there are certain appointments that my wife would like me on. So I had to take Monday off. Don't like taking football Mondays off. So you weren't off to recover from your Giants-Jets bus trip. That's what I assumed. A a lot of people assumed that. Now, I'd be lying if I told you that wasn't a huge plus when I found out the win the doctor's appointment was. Obviously, my wife told me that. I said, you know what? That actually helps because I'm going to be coming off doing this bus trip. off No sleep, by the way. Right. I slept for an hour on an air mattress following the pork store only to go tailgate at MetLife Stadium. It worked out that way. But no, I would have been a mature adult and showed up because it is a football Monday. Right. That being said... Boy, oh boy, what we had Dave Shepard fill in. And let me just start by saying this. It amazes me and really is kind of a, a reality check to me in my role on the DA show. Mm-hmm. How many listeners don't realize when I am off? Like, as of the third hour of the show, I my phone's on, I'm getting Twitter alerts, and listeners just bombarding me with tweets with, that they would normally include on the show. And that's good habit, and I'm glad they think of me that way. But it does kind of shock me and maybe just puts it into perspective where I really stand when I am when I turn on the microphone on the DA show that you could go an entire DA show and not notice I was there. Yeah, I, I think people just more are in the habit of, of putting your Twitter handle in any tweet to the show. Okay, maybe. So I don't, I don't know if that's them not realizing you're, that you were off. Because um, me and Pete have now noticed the opposite of this and are getting a little frustrated. It was almost my trash on Tuesday Which is this what? week is that oftentimes Pete and I will tweet about something individually, something, you know, whether it's the Mets or the Giants or anything else, and there's a response from a listener referencing you as if me and Pete can't be disconnected. Well, Sean has something to say about that or or makes like a, you know, a pork store joke. And, I, and it's part of the family. We get it. 
But like yeah. Pete, Pete and I need a break sometimes from you and your aura. And sometimes it's thrown back in our face. Okay, so before we continue the conversation I just started, I'm glad you just brought up that point because I had forgotten about this. Pete really laid into me on Tuesday when I returned about what you're bringing up yeah. right now. And that is something about the giant loss to the Jets where Pete tweeted something about the Giants. And rather than care about Pete's opinion, it was a listener that tweeted, like, I wonder what at my handle exactly. thinks about it. And Pete, instead of just ignoring it, laying low, got snippy with the listener on Twitter and said, well, maybe you could ask him about that on Tuesday. And like, and really harped <laughs> on Tuesday because I was going to be out on Monday. <laughs> Pete's the and best. Pete tells me, he goes, you know, you better figure out something out with these listeners. Like, I'm allowed to have an opinion, too. Yeah. And, and I kind of was just... Pete, I don't control what <laughs> Joel and Topeka <laughs> right. wants to know about that. Well, and I told you, too, you were off on Monday, and you were correctly off on our schedule on the network. Oh, that's a whole other thing. But you weren't replaced on WFAN. Right, my local afternoon show, where they expected n- me in. Right, <laughs> which was not Pete's mistake, and man, did Pete love that. Because somebody made a schedule mistake, and he had the right thing exactly. on his schedule. He was, I remember this conversation, blah, 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 blah. and then, like, I was like, at one point, I was like, Pete, who's, who, who do they have to come in? And he's like, I don't know. Oh. So just to, real, just to bring you in, when I took off Monday, I have to put in for off with two separate people. Pete handles CBS Sports Radio, and WFA in New York, where I work in the afternoons, is another person who I won't name who, frankly, does a better job than Pete on most days. Most occasions, yes. And my host, Maggie Gray, WFA, texted me Monday morning while the DA show was going on, hey, who's in for you today? And it was a mistake on my part. I should have looked on Friday just to double-check to let them know I didn't. So I called Andrew in the, in the newsroom. I said, Andrew, just give me a peek. Let me know who it is so I could text him. And he goes, well, it says it's you on the schedule. <laughs> so somehow it got through there. Luckily, they figured it out. But, yeah, Pete did not make a mistake. And the other person who was thought of as higher regarded than oh, Pete he's so did. so proud of himself. Uh, and Pete was taking bows that I had the days right. And ironically, yep. how this whole thing comes full circle, I know I gave enough notice on both ends for the days off because Pete needed me to put in for, like, well, August for this day. And And when the story comes out, Pete indirectly created the situation because normally they would just replace you with one person right. to do exactly your shift on our network and WFAN. But for some reason, Pete wanted Shep right. to work for you on the network, which required a second person to come in for you in the afternoon of the fan, hence the confusion. Right. And this, again, brings us full circle. This right. is what I wanted to start with. Here which we are was, Shep. Here we are at Dave Shepard. Dave Shepard, who has been a peripheral character on the DA show hey, for quite some time now. You used it correctly and you said it correctly. Good job, right. Dookie. He's become a big part of Sunday morning football. He's a hustler. Dave Shepard has yes. been a hustler. He works hard, but he's he's got some weird tendencies. Here he was filling in for me. He uh, <laughs> has shadowed me. He's asked me a zillion questions. He's asked me a zillion more. He wants to do a good job. However, Shep failed to tell anybody, Pete, who scheduled him, me, who he was filling in for, you, even DA is the host, that he, when it came time before the show when I would normally be in, was coaching a girls' high school basketball team practice. Yeah. So he decided on his own, rather than get in two hours before the show, to get in five hours before the show. Correct. Do all the work I had. Leave. He did more work than you would normally do but, prepping a show. So think about it. He left. So you're admiring his hustle. Like, he's going to do all he can and not take the easy way out. He's going to wake up extra early and do this. He leaves the coach to basketball practice, thinks he has it where nobody will notice he's gone, and he'll get back in time for the pre-show meeting when D.A. arrives. Only he had train issues and wasn't here when D.A. arrived and came in, from what I understand, sources tell me, pouring of sweat yeah. and all of this. So now I hear this story, and I kind of poke fun on Tuesday when I come in with D.A. pre-show 
boy, Shep, I mean, what is he doing? Leave it for the best. I want to crush him. And there's DA raising up going, well, look at his work ethic. Look how hard he is working that he showed up that early to do that. I said, you've got to be kidding me. If I did that, I am crushed. Let's call it like it is. The guy should have let somebody know I have to coach the basketball team or said to Pete, I can't do it. I coach basketball in the morning. He tried to do both and not get caught, and he got caught, and now he's getting praised by DA. No, I, I... I hate to agree with you, and I hate even more to fight with DA, but he's 100% wrong here. Like, this is not... The hustle would be working here the entirety and then going to practice afterwards or going to practice first and then coming here, being up all night because you were practicing late. That's the hustle. What Shep did on Monday is playing with fire. Venting his own hours. Right. Borders on idiocy because... And I don't, and I say this with respect. Like Shep, I I think he has a, a something closer to full time job at another place than here, and he's here as well. He works in two different places. Right. Shep's good enough to be in charge of a show Monday through Friday, in my opinion. But here, because he's stuck in this like you know reserve role where he comes in and out of different roles, like he can't afford to get in trouble. And he right. he was really close to being in trouble on Monday because if anything had happened, a technical issue. What if D.A. woke up sick? What if D.A. got stuck on a train and all of a sudden a boss is walking down the hallway at 8.15 going, uh, where's Shep? And the answer is he's running here from Penn Station because he left to coach JV girls high school basketball for an hour. He never would have worked here again. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I got news for you. I would have gotten talked to by bosses going, I don't care what you had going on. You can't take off a Monday after football if your replacement is going to be this unreliable. And that's just the way it is. Sometimes bosses can be a little unrealistic with stuff. But I, it's a terrible job for DA to come in and praise this I guy. I couldn't believe it. If and, and the problem there is the hypocrisy. Because if I dare did that, sometimes I've had DA, you know, I come back getting an egg sandwich from Essen because I run out for breakfast for five minutes. It's like, well, we could have used this sound. You ran and got right. breakfast. This guy can run, run a practice and he comes <laughs> back and praises his work ethic? I mean, it's like it's, it's a funny story. But like in the end, when you think about it, like oh. you have to pick one or the other. If that practice is so important, then you can't work right. the shift here or don't have practice that time or di- do it a different day or have somebody else run it because you got to be here protecting the place that gives you money for your time. Right. So I just want it out there. Ridiculous hypocrisy on the DA show. And I will also say for those of you who might be hearing, Shep, if he sounds a lot like Kramer from Seinfeld, that's because basically his life is that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't care about the, the hypocrisy towards you because you don't deserve any kind of regard. Fair. But I just, I don't want Shep to put Shep in position to get hurt. And then he definitely did. like Shep. Love Shep. As weird as Shep could be, that's a guy like you care about. Right. Right. He, you know, he's the opposite of other people we won't talk about. Oh yeah, where, there are guys who I would suggest to right. do what Shep did. Right. So maybe they get in trouble and don't work here anymore. Right. But I want to protect Shep. So, but. Maybe we shouldn't discuss this on a podcast that people could have, like, do the bosses know about this? I think so. Because okay. wasn't it brought up on the air? Yeah, but there's no guarantee that people were listening the entire three and you hours. you think they're listening to this podcast? You never know. I don't know. The podcast exists, you know, forever. Unless Adriana in Boise is, is a boss. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Sending cuts to the office. Did you guys uh, hear about this? All right. That's going to that's gonna wrap it up for us. You can follow Andrew on Twitter. At Andrew Bogus. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. At MarazCBS. Have a great week, everyone.
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 